Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clouseau. It's the same. Just thing. say tires. Uh, what, where do we pick up from? Hi uh, everyone. You're listening to the Sinner and the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I also uh, went to a school dance with a girl that watched Titanic, I think, 17 times in the theater. It was a different time back then. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. There's HBO hot where it's like you watch it and you're like, wow, she's dangerous. I'm into that. We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Funnier. Sportsier. More Labradoodles. On 1080, The Fan. Before we get to the normal, um, you know, programming announcements that I do at the top of every hour, letting people know about the podcast and all that, I think you owe our fine listeners an apology, Mr. Darkins. Why's that? You said at the beginning of this show that there were no great sporting events on today. I did. And I think you need uh, to issue a retraction to that statement and an apology to our listeners and then a correction uh, in that order. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I know where this is coming from, and I'll just let everybody know that there is some pretty exciting sports Admit you were wrong. Admit you were wrong. It's a little bit wrong. Okay. Just a little bit. Say you're sorry. A little boat. Uh, Say you're sorry. I'm okay. I'm sorry. Okay, now, uh, what's the what's the big sporting news? At 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on ESPN, you can catch the ja- uh, Johnsonville Cornhole Classic. It's being labeled as, quote, ACL Mania from I Las assume, Vegas. I assume American Cornhole League, ACL. It's probably a good guess. Okay. The American Cornhole League. <laughs> Sponsored by Johnsonville Sausage in Vegas. You found this during the break and I had to look it up on ESPN's official website. Yes, and I watched videos of it. And they have a commentator on there that looks like a cross between Judah Freelander and uh, Kenny Powers. And I'm like, how did we not jump on the Cornhole train? We should do a Cornhole show once a week here and just talk about the American Cornhole League. I think that could be supported well. Just by a the Cornhole community. segment? No, no. A Cornhole show. Tuesday nights. Cornhole mania. I don't know how how many people would be interested in cornhole. I'm the esports game uh, show on this network. We Let me a, also ask you this: all baseball show, why not an all cornhole show? If the ACL Classic and the World Series of Darts were happening on the same day in Vegas, which one are you going cornhole. to? Um, You're taking cornhole. Cornhole, but if it was ping pong 
or cornhole, which would you take? Oh, I get you got to think about who's going to be hot going to those things. Like, are there going to be hotter chicks going to cornhole games or ping pong or darts? I'm going to guess no women are at the darts tournament. I think you're probably right, but there's probably a women's division. And there's some. Uh, what of darts? Yep, burly girls throwing darts. Have to have strong forearms. Um, okay, if you could be a champion in one discipline, cornhole, ping pong, or darts, what do you choose? You're Forget about being an, a, a spectator. You are now a champion. You, I'm the man. You have just stepped up on the podium, and I'm handing you your trophy. What sport is it for? Uh, well, there's advantages to each three, right? Cornhole, not only am I going to be a badass in the competition, but I will put anyone to shame at a barbecue. Well, sure, but you can also, I've seen ping pong at barbecues. It's not as prevalent, but certainly, certainly basements around the neighborhood. But you there's, have the opportunity to win a gold medal with ping pong as well. Ooh, that's a good point. Now, when it comes to darts, I'm going to guess you get a little bit more money. Do you think so? I kind of think there's more money in darts than ping pong or cornhole. Really? Yes. All right, so which one are you taking? You have to choose one. 55305 is the fan text line. Ping pong, darts, or cornhole. You're a champion one. What are you a champion in? What are my sponsorships? Well, Johnsonville is the sponsor of Cornhole Mania. Darts, I'm not sure, uh, but darts is a very much a barroom sport. Yeah. So you're probably drinking a lot of beer. So let's say Keystone Light is your sponsor. I'd for- also like to think I could sponsor a gun. Yeah, darts, you could probably be a gun sponsor and a, and a beer sponsor. Ping pong feels like it has a little bit of more international flair. When family I'm not, friendly. When I'm not aiming for bullseyes, I'm yeah. shooting them. Yeah, that's right. The AR-15, <laughs> yada, yada. Yada, yada. You still haven't made a decision. You seem to be... Yeah, give me the uh, give me the darts because those dudes, Ooh. they walk in with some really hot chicks and they're not very good looking. Did you dudes, just pull I mean. it up and they got... Well, no, I just remember that from watching the World Series of Darts that these really huge fat guys come in and they have on each arm like these 20-year-old smoking hot ladies who are just trying to make money to, you know, either feed their family or take care of their kids. And, you know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's dope, as they say. It's dope. All right, so you're taking darts. Uh, we got to vote darts. for ping pong here on the uh, – oh, ping pong, hands down. Ping pong sponsored by Samsung, LOL. I think that's a, a joke about Korea, maybe? I think the Chinese are better at ping pong. Sponsored by Samsung? Yeah, that's LOL. There's an LOL. I don't think that's that's true. Um, Somebody else uh, alerted us to the fact that uh, number three Beavs versus number two Stanford baseball game is on today. Yeah, I know. You. I told you to apologize to everybody. Yeah, but we forgot to mention that. Oh, I don't think we need. There's to also, some I think sweet that goes. With, I think that. I think that goes without saying. Also, oh. you have, uh, you know, round three of the, the players' championship and Tiger Woods, minus eight. That's in Fuego. Uh, yeah, I don't think he'll win. Well, because it's Tiger Woods. Yeah, but what if he does? Uh, I don't know. The world will probably keep turning, right? <laughs> I don't I know. Think. It may stop. People would be pretty excited about it. When everybody jumps in celebration at the same time, it may stop the revolution of the planet. Now, if Tiger Woods wins, does that mean that another woman will come out saying that they had an affair with him? No, because I don't think it's news anymore. People will be like, yeah, and? You missed the train on that one. Because <laughs> right now he's not married. It's not, you know. like He's a bachelor. Yeah, what would be the scandal in it? Well, he's, mm, yeah. Yeah, I had a tryst with Tiger Woods. Yeah, get in line. So now, all of those other women over there. Was he drunk while it was happening? Was he on prescription pills? Did he take too many? 
All right. Uh, I need to tell people that if you missed the first hour, uh, the Les Schwab Tires podcast is available uh, after the show on 1080thefan.com. And uh, before we get into too much hot Tiger Woods talk, I did want to get into the rest of our poll questions. So at Center Saint 1080 or at 1080thefan.com, you can participate in our poll questions. We got to the LeBron James storyline for these NBA playoffs. We've got to the Rockets uh, potentially failing and we got to the Warriors a little bit, but the Celtics uh, is is one thing we haven't really talked about. How impressed are you with Brad Stevens and what he's done? <laughs> what? Keep going. And what he's done with the Celtics team without the two best players. I freaking love it, dude. I love that this conversation. <laughs> Why do you stop laughing? At the- because <laughs> this whole conversation with the Celtics is literally just surrounded around Brad Stevens. That's it. It kind of is. I mean, let's forget about. You know, Terry Rozier and Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford's been a beast. Al Horford having a career renaissance right now. Yeah. I I mean, I give Brad Stevens some pretty big credit because I think he put the right guys in the right place. But look at the friggin' players, dude. Jason Tatum is playing like a veteran as a rookie. He's, twenty he's twenty years old. He can't even drink after he's a game taking, he's taking up the slack of everything. They don't have Gordon Hayward. They haven't had him the entire season. They haven't had uh, old what's-his-name Kyrie Irving since, what, early March? Yes. I mean, it helps that they got Marcus Smart back. And Marcus Smart is going to be huge in this series because he's the only guy, I think, fast enough, big enough, and physical enough to actually take LeBron James on consistently. Do you see him playing the Lance Steven role a little bit too, trying to get under his skin as well? I Blown think that can't... Well, yeah, you get the idea. Yeah. Uh, nah. Meh. What? I don't know, man. I... I give more credit to the players than anything with the Boston Celtics. I think Brad Stevens has done a really great job, but I center it more on Jason Tatum and Al Horford. What Al Horford's doing, the last couple of seconds of that uh, game five with Philly, the fact that he was, or it wasn't game five, it was game four with Philly where he was making those steals. It was just like, holy crap, dude, this guy is friggin' old. (laughs) And he's... How old is Al Horford? Let me check out. Well, he's old for basketball. What? I didn't say he wasn't. I just asked how old he was. Do you know? I'll look it up. You keep talking. You're you're on your little soapbox. I'm going to get you. Oh, jeez. Well, then you can have it. Go nuts. I thought I'd let you keep going on and praising Al Horford since you're so fascinated by it. He's 31. The, the one, see, younger than LeBron James. So the thing about Al Horford is he's giving a lot of the credit to Brad Stevens. But here's the other thing. The Celtics are back in the, end, or the Eastern Conference Finals, back-to-back years. Yes. How many guys were on this roster last year? Mm, I'm going to say three. Four. Damn, I was close. You were, but still, like that's the amazing thing about it. You get rid of Isaiah Thomas. You get rid of Avery Bradley. You you bring in these two guys that are supposed to be the centerpiece of your team, Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. These are the guys we're going to build around, and that's how we're going to do things. Well, they're both gone. And they've still done it. That's the amazing part to me is just back-to-back years with two entirely different teams and the two pieces that you went after. The reason you got rid of all of the the players that helped you get there last year is so that you could get Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving who aren't there. That's what's amazing about it. The other thing that's amazing is, yeah, Dwayne Casey probably going to win Coach of the Year. Brad Stevens didn't get a vote in the Coaches Association vote for player uh, for Coach of the Year. Terry Stotts got a vote. Brad Stevens, uh, no votes. That's pretty amazing. How do you? How is that an oversight that you have? Because everybody wants to root for the Raptors for some reason, and I've really never understood this, why the NBA is so behind the Raptors. 
It, it, they really are. Like people love the Raptors. Well, Canada in terms loves of, like, the Raptors, but well, is but the NBA as like they? a writers' association and the players and coaches, they love the Raptors because they Do think they? they're this cute little like underdog who oh they're gonna beat LeBron one day. It's like yeah. no, they're kind of annoying and they're like the Blazers version on the East. They so really nobody are. roots for the Blazers or the league roots for the Blazers. I think, I think nobody roots for the Blazers. I don't think anybody roots for Toronto either. I th- I think the NBA as a whole was going to, ah, the Raptors are the best seed team in the East. I hope not. Eh? They certainly weren't rooting for him to beat LeBron. They certainly weren't rooting for him to get to the finals. I think they were rooting for them to take LeBron to seven. Yeah, but that's just because it's, it's more LeBron. If you could watch seven games of LeBron James basketball versus four, I think everybody roots for that. I was kind of peeved. Everybody wanted to see a game seven with the Pacers and the Cavs, but nobody wanted to see the Cavs losing game seven. I was Sorry, little, Oladipo. I was a little peeved that we couldn't see eventually a seven-game series with the Sixers and the Cavs. Because I think the Sixers really would have given them a challenge. I, I'm going to pick. We, I mean, we'll do this later, but I'll just say it now. I'm going to pick the Cavs in five. I really am. Five? Wow, yeah, that's great. I, I really do. Uh, because I think that it's going to become very overwhelming. It's going to become very apparent very quickly that LeBron James is overwhelming in the playoffs. And no matter how many switches the Celtics do on him to try to give him, quote unquote, variety, like a variety of looks, it's not going to matter. Because he's just going to drive the lane. Everybody's going to collapse, and it's going to go out onto Kevin Love. Well, he makes it very difficult to double-team him because he's such a good passer, too. So Yes. We'll see. And but, he's a massive person. And who's going to guard him? Well, You're this, not going to put Al Horford on him, are you? And this is the Brad Stevens thing is what do you do? You've, you've made every right move so far in the playoffs. How do you combat what LeBron James can do? He's the, the ultimate X factor and the most difficult guy to stop. So that'll be, that'll be the fun part. I think that's why Brad Stevens gets a lot of credit is where is he going to put his guys in posi- position? Six, six, whoa. What? How is he going to put his guys in posi- position to succeed? There you go. I did it. Words are hard. You know what? That's really true. That's what so, she said. Yeah. Is it? A baseball player got in trouble for video games, and Seattle Supersonics had a big moment this week. That is next. Center and Saint, 1080 the fan. Yeah. Kind of talking about music this morning because you're a new uh, little pump fan. A big Nerf Herder fan, are you? Now, what you asked me to do was find music that I listened to uh, at one point, and you're like, look at the back, and you're like, oh, God, I listened to that way too much. Why did you I think a, it was so cool? You were a good Charlotte fan, weren't you? Uh, I never been a huge good Charlotte fan. Some 41 we played earlier. That one, I was like, oh, yeah, these guys are great. And then I just kind of went, at one point, you just kind of go, eh, why did I like that so much? Did you dye your hair and spike it up like they do? No, I never did dye my hair. My brother dyed his hair, and then he lost it all when he was like 20, so I don't think it's there's a correlation there, but listen, I don't think I could pull off being bald. Don't dye your hair. Don't dye your hair, kids. That's kind of the story. Do you think that it would be okay if I did frosted tips and came to work? I think it would be outstanding if you did frosted tips. I had a conversation with one of our colleagues, and I pegged him as frosted tip guy in uh, college. And he said it was only his freshman year. Yeah. But, well, I, but I mean, there's those kind of things, those trends that you look back at. And I don't know if I've noticed any of those uh, recently that like you can catch on to pretty quick that like, oh, in 10 years, that's going to be bad. Yeah. You know what, though? I think you become blind to them as the, as they're happening. It's, it's funny because it's like uh, pants, I think, are one of those things where I think they're going to get to the point where they get too skinny 
and everybody gets a pair where they're like, Ugh, I really went overboard with those that pair of pants. Nuthuggers. Well, yeah, I mean, because at, at one point they had gotten to the point where they ballooned and they were so big and baggy and everybody was kind of wearing something that was a little bit baggier than they probably should have. Cargo shorts. I remember I went all in on cargo shorts. I don't, you know what's funny is I still have a hard times finding shorts without cargo pockets in stores. What? Like there's, there's a lot of places where you go where and I'm like, going? why does it have a cargo pocket in it? Where are you shopping? Listen, they're gone now, but th there's plenty of places without cargo shorts. I understand that, but the cargo shorts are still in the rack is what I'm saying. Find a store that doesn't have a pair, not every single pair in the store. I may have phrased that incorrectly and I apologize. I'll tell you what, a hairstyle that I thought wouldn't go out was the faux hawk. You thought it would not go I out? I thought the faux hawk would stick around for quite a while. And in fact, I've seen a few people with faux hawks and I go, yeah, it looks all right. Didn't Johnny Damon do a faux hawk for Dancing with the Stars? I saw a picture of him. He looked terrible with it, but he's kind of big, fat, weird old baseball player now. Well, right? if you're fat, you can't do a faux hawk. Well, Johnny Damon was a Red Sox. Speaking of Red Sox, I wanted to kind of drive this into to the next conversation. I don't really care about David Price playing too many video games. But the thing, and I kind of want to ask the text line because I don't really know. 55305. What are the big video games right now? I had never heard of Fortnite until this. My brother plays some video games, and I've played Rocket League with him a little bit. Mm -hmm. What's, do you, when was the last time you played a video game? 26, like, 25. Years old. Years old, yeah. Years old. So that's what, four or five years ago? Four or five years what, ago. What game was it? Uh, NCAA football. Okay. So you got to, yeah. There's... There is an eSports show on this station. Yes, there are Checkpoint Radio. Smash Mouth, Smash Brothers, Smash Mouth, <laughs> Woo! Smash Brothers contests that are coming to Portland, right? They have like a big tournament. I know, listen, I'm sounding old. I don't mind. You can laugh at me all you want. No, I love it. Smash S Mouth. Smash Mouth, Smash Brothers, Woo! Yeah. So, Smash Brothers, they have a, a league coming to. They do, like, yes. They have a big tournament coming. It's a thing. Of course, it's a thing. Madden has their championships that go on uh, on ESPN. It's and and the other one is there's a Blazers league. Yes, the Blazers are one of I think two or three teams that have a sponsored and financed esports team. I think there's six well, there's teams. Six I was talking with Dusty about this. This to me is insane. So five five three zero five. Are you a gamer? What what games are people playing and? Has anybody actually fancied themselves like going, like, this is a legitimate option as a career path? Because people are making a lot of money doing this, too. Well, here's the thing I don't understand about how people make money with it is that usually through whatever entertainment you do, uh, I guess, except for movies, but even movies kind of take this case, is that really advertising drives whatever revenue for you to keep creating what you want to do, right? And so television shows, this radio show, there are advertisements that play at certain parts that allow us to keep doing what we're doing. When it comes to eSports games, you have a whole culture of either post-millennials or millennials who are completely averse to advertising, who have now chosen this path of entertainment, which is, I'm going to watch people play video games for the next four hours, and I don't want to see any ads. But and you so can... I wonder how they make money. Well, the games, first of all, make, I think, 
a fair amount of money. Well, so the you- games do, but the leagues themselves, I wonder how the leagues make all this money because they fill up and maybe it's the attendance of these, uh, of, um, do they make money on YouTube? Cause people go and watch them play and you can sell advertising into that. That's true. That's so true. I, I would think even if there's a limited advertising, let's say there's a pre-roll when you go on YouTube and now you have to watch one ad, that's going to be an expensive ad, especially if a kid's going to sit there for four hours watching it. So, I mean, I think there's always opportunities and that's the one thing. I mean, you and I know this from, you know, working in this business, people get very creative with the way they put advertising into things. Yes. So that doesn't really surprise me. It's just, it's crazy how, you know, I remember playing, you know, Mario brothers and stuff. And we were, people were telling us, Oh, you're playing too long. You play for like an hour. And your mom comes in. It's like, Oh my God, you need to get off that video game. You're going to rot your brain. And now you got people that, I mean, David Price is a major league pitcher that they're afraid his carpal tunnel is coming from playing video games too much. They had to kick it out of the clubhouse because it's like an addiction. It is an addiction. I mean, ex-players are like, come on, what happened to pills and booze? Like, the guy's addicted to video games. It is. It's crazy to this point. Well, it's even stranger uh, in a country like South Korea where this is a really huge problem they're combating because so many of them. Have you ever heard of the game StarCraft? Mm-mm. So StarCraft is this just mega thing in South Korea. It's this game that's like a, uh, uh, it's a, I think they call it like an MMOPG or something. It's a, it's a lot like basically creating your own adventure and your own journey. Okay. And everybody there is so freaking obsessed with it. I watched this documentary on HBO about this young couple in their 20s who had a baby. And the baby died from malnutrition because... because they were, I think I saw that Yeah, story. they would go out to these video game Ooh. clubs... And they would play for 16 hours at a time and just completely forget about their kid. And so this is a real thing that people are getting addicted to it because that's insane. It's this alternate reality of just feeding you dopamine all the time. Yeah. Risk, reward, it's all in front of you. You don't have to work that much for it. Yeah, and you're never in any physical danger. Never. Except for you, well... Every kind you of gotta are. go I mean, to the there, bathroom, there, but there, yeah, there are there are negative effects to the real world, though. I mean, you talk about a you know a baby being malnourished. That's one of the more terrifying like images that can be put in your head. Um, but yeah, so on the text line, they're saying there is a gaming channel that just shows video game tournaments. All they do is just feed that. So you, YouTube is is one of the big changes where people have control over what they watch. And and to, to our earlier conversation, what's popular is is driven you know by YouTube. So people go in. And if what they're looking for isn't there, they can create that content very easily. And and obviously people get well. There's on an, that. there's another website too. Have you ever heard of Twitch? Yeah, I've heard of it. But this is this again. This is the the other thing. This is step two of of what blows my mind about video games. It's not just people being addicted to playing video games. The idea that there's a they've created an entire spectator platform. Well, that you watch with, it. How with video you, how games? Do you That's watch where the advertising games? comes in. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't. I can't fathom that myself of being able to watch a video game. There is really a six-man team of sponsored players that play NBA whatever for the Blazers. They represent the team in an alternate universe where you've, you're playing through an avatar and people tune in to watch these guys play. They've gotten sponsors. They moved them all to Portland so they can play in the same house. Let me also say this. that crazy. I can't really consider competitive video game playing to be an actual sport. I don't because there are so many parameters that are set within it that there's no real 
to me, there's no real challenge to it because you already oh. know the rules of the game, right? Well, yeah, but you're playing against people. That's that's. But the, there's there's nothing that really separates you from any other player because sure. it's all no. Well, everything is just staged within the parameters of the game. LeBron James is obviously better than 42 year old Steve Nash right now, right? Because physically. Sure. Uh, he has conditioned himself to be one younger, stronger, bigger, and just better. A yeah. video game player who has all the same skills as the other video game player available. I, I don't see the difference in that. The, the, there's a there's an element of commitment. And I'll, I'll go back to a story that um, kind of came out a few years ago. Rory McIlroy has won major championship from a career Grand Slam. He started winning when he was 20, 21 years old. And then Jordan Spieth came up and kind of took over him, and there's never been another Tiger Woods. And part of the reason for that that, that came up was what happens in their lives. And remember, Rory was engaged to Carolyn Wozniacki for a little while, and then his game started to fall off, and he broke it off because he goes, ah, I'm too focused on this, and I'm not focused enough on golf. And then he came yeah. back and won another championship. Things happen in your life and as you age and you'll choose personal over whatever you're doing as far as the video games or professionally or whatever. Things come up and, and that edge is very difficult to stay on no matter how e easy the game is. Like you don't have the physical deterioration, but you do have the concentration deterioration from it. And the thing about these video gamers, and like I said, I don't play a ton of video games, but I played enough of, you know, a, a little bit of uh, what's a, the Call of Duty and a point a little bit of... Oh, like you COD? No, I'm not. Certainly not. But but Rocket League and stuff like that where you play in these online platforms where your only opponent is another person that's playing somewhere around the world. So it's not as confined as it would be, you know, in, in the games we grew up playing where they weren't connected to the internet. Your opponent wasn't some kid in, you know, Norway who spends 14 hours a day memorizing the map that you're playing in and knows all the weapons and all the angles. And then it becomes a bit of a chess match. And and people, you know, there's, there's an example there, chess, where you have these young guys that always come up and get more commitment to it and will always supplant the previous champion. Champion. You know what's really popular with these gamers? What's that? Code Red! <laughs> Mountain Dew. I'll bet it is. It is. I'll bet they it love is. Red Bull and Mountain Dew. Well, anyways, I saw that story today, and it just it, my, my mind went down the rabbit hole, so thanks, everybody, for following along with that. I know it was probably a little bit incoherent, but, uh, you know, as a Yeah, you mentioned chess at one point. That's when I knew you were getting tired. You were <laughs> well, on, no, you were on you, the ropes. But you say there's no physical advantage. Why doesn't a guy become a chess champion and just stay there forever? That's been around for mm. hundreds of years. That's fair. You know, so I guess that's that's maybe a more concise comparison to chess and video games. And that definitely has very limited parameters that you play within. Um, the Seattle Supersonics had a moment this week that made me reminisce. That, They're a team? What's that? They're a team? Kind of. There's just a sliver of the Sonics that exists still in the NBA, and I will tell you what those slivers are next Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Here's the news. All righty, we back. We back. We back. So I saw a headline uh, this week uh, that uh, a NBA player was retiring uh, that I forgot still played in the NBA. How could you realize? forget about Nick Collison? Oh, did you do some research on this story? He was the spirit, the driving force <laughs> of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, Nick Colson, to me, seemed like the kind of guy where you pitied him enough to a point where you go, well, I think everybody likes that guy. Let's keep him on payroll. 
Uh, Nick Collison averaged uh, just under six minutes a game over the last two seasons, just five minutes last year. Uh, not a whole lot of stats to be uh, found in his last couple of years. But Nick Collison played at Kansas with uh, Heinrich. He was Kurt, good. Kurt Heinrich. They were very good. Yeah. That was fun. They were a little uh, tandem. I think they played high school together, too, even. They, I think one of their dads was the their high school coach. Anyways, I, but I remember them all the way back to college. And uh, Nick Collison retired. Um, and very quickly, the article that I read about Nick Collison's retirement moved on from Nick Collison. Because even they didn't want to talk about it. And they were writing about him. The important thing to know about Nick Collison's retirement, according to the article that I read is that leaves only two remaining players in the NBA that ever played for the Seattle Supersonics. Kevin Durant. And? Oh, man. Ooh. So I'll remind people uh, out there, Russell Westbrook was drafted and put on the Supersonics hat, but never actually played. He played for so the Thunder. He yeah. played for the Thunder, Was it? so he never played in a Sonics uniform, even though there's pictures of him wearing the Sonics hat. Man. Jeff Green? It was Jeff Green, and you pretended not to know that, even though you obviously no, I, read the I same didn't. article. No, I actually threw that one quite out. Really? Because I, I almost thought Jeff Green had came on the same year that Westbrook did, but it was Jeff Green, huh? It was Jeff Green. Jeff Green's the only other player, so now there's only two. So there, it's not, not all that uh, distant future. We're going to have no players that ever played for the Sonics. So we'll be that far away from Seattle having a basketball team. So Let me tell you this. I would kill... For Nick Collison's career, would you really? Hell yes! He only played with one team, so so this this you lead me perfectly to the next point. So here's the funny thing about Nick Collison's career, and you love it maybe more than I do. So maybe I'll let you frame it out for people what you love about it. But he played for one franchise, so he was drafted by the Sonics, played in Seattle, and moved with them to Oklahoma City, and really never left. And that was the funny thing. I was like, oh, where was he playing? I didn't never seen him play a minute this year. But he was sitting right there on the on the bench. Nick Coll Nick Collison can pretty much just live there in Oklahoma City for the rest of his life, and he'll be considered a celebrity. He'll always be a celebrity there <laughs> every single time, and he did the most minimal amount of work to do that. In fact, he picked up very large paychecks and didn't really do a lot in the process, probably in the last five years of his career. I can't really remember a lot of significant Nick Collison playing time in the last five years. So he averaged so over 20 minutes a game for most of his uh, the middle of his career until yeah. about 2012. Then he averaged 19, 16, and 16.7 in 13, 16.7 in 14, 15, and 11 minutes two years ago. And good on Nick Collison for never getting fired or traded. That's the thing that's amazing. So so by comparison, let's go look at Jeff Green. Guess how many teams Jeff Green has played for. How many can you name of the teams? All right. So we'll, I'll give you Seattle, Oklahoma City, and okay. we'll call that one. Uh, played for the Celtics. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Memphis. Memphis? No. Uh, I'm going to say the Raptors. Raptors in two different stints. Oh God, God, Jeff Green sucks. <laughs> he really does, though. He j okay. So Raptors. Who oh else? wait, he did play for Memphis. Yeah, I, I remember him playing for Memphis. In fact, I remember I went to a Blazers game when Jeff Green was playing for Memphis, and I thought, holy crap, Jeff Green's on Memphis. Yeah. So it says two seasons. What's TOT then on this stupid basketball reference? Total piece of crap. Oh, maybe it's total because he played for two different teams in three seasons. God. That's why it is. So he was traded. Now I've got to look at it deeper. So he played 
He played four seasons between Seattle and OKC. I thought it was Toronto, but it's not. So he never played in Toronto. Four seasons in Boston, two seasons in Memphis, Cleveland, Orlando, Clippers, and the Clippers. Jeff Green was also one of those guys who for a little bit of time became that de facto, if your team got him, you go, oh, I think we're going to be a little better. He's been a midseason trade three times. Yes. That's a funny thing is just looking at that, I was like, oh, Toronto. I was like, wait, why isn't that highlighted? Why can't I click on it? No. He's been a mid-season trade. He's been the savior three different times. In the last three years, he's played one season for for three different teams. Aaron Aflalo was the same kind of guy. Your team, yeah. got, your team got him, and you go, I think we're going to be a little bit better. And then you go, oh, wait, we're not really that much better. He yeah. he was deceivingly supposed to be good. And you said he's a North the, Carolina guy, right? He played for the Cavs, right, Jeff Green? He's on the Cavs now. Oh, he's... <laughs> God... Yeah. Yeah. So whose career would you rather have? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Jeff Green, where you're still getting a paycheck now, I guess, or Nick Collison, where you can walk in anywhere. Well, but again, you're the savior, right? Like, yes. I mean, that's kind of fun to be the guy seeing a lot of different cities. I guess, but Nick Collison, <laughs> you can walk in anywhere in Oklahoma City now. People know who yeah. you are and they love you. The tra- they traded him midway through the 2010 2011 season, and then he didn't play in 11 12 because of a heart condition. Then he came back, played two more years with Boston. Then midway through 14-15, they traded him. And that would have been to the Clippers. And then the Clippers traded him to Orlando midway through the next year. And then now he's with Cleveland. <laughs> Jeff Green. Sucks. Yeah. He freaking sucks. If if not for Kevin Durant, the this would be the guy that's holding on to the history of the Supersonics every day. With you guys flag. don't deserve a basketball team. You guys? Are you telling me? Yeah. I'm Seattle Supersonics guy? You're from there. You're from Washington. I am from Washington, but Vancouver. We're Blazers fans over there. Look, Jeff Green is a good reminder that you should never bring cra- crappy things back. <laughs> Like the Seattle Supersonics. You have a baseball team. You have a pro football team. Shut up. Yeah. And That's you enough. sit there and you look at Kevin Durant. You go, all of his best years were in Oklahoma City. We missed out on him and Westbrook. We missed all of that. And now you watch him and you just go, ugh. But remember, the other guy that's holding up the lineage of your franchise. Who, Jeff Green. Who would you rather have right now? A retired Nick Collison on the Blazers or Jeff Green? Ooh. Because Nick Collison... Nick Collison would be a fan favorite. But, so if he, Let's say he took Myers Leonard's spot. I'll take Nick Collison. So you would take Nick Collison if that meant Myers Leonard left. I mean, I would take... I would, I would you know, I would take a nine-year-old dog over Myers Leonard. Well, I'm Leonard. saying Myers Leonard leaves. That's a roster spot that opens up. You can fill yes. with Nick Collison I'll put Jeff Nick Green. Collison in there. Yeah. In fact, I'll put Nick Collison in there and pay him money, less money, of course, and just let him sit on the bench. He won't coach. No, you had to pay him the same amount that Myers Leonard is getting. Yeah, I'll still do that. Okay. I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> As long as I can get Myers Leonard out somehow. Uh, it's not even a principle of cost at this point. I mean, it kind enough. of is because, you know, we want some money. But at the same time, I'm tired of him. I'm absolutely tired of him getting excited on the sidelines and he didn't do anything during the game or attempting a shot at the last second of a playoff game and missing. Yeah. He's really good at that. And it pisses me off. Well, there you go. It upsets you? You poor, poor little guy. Boop, boop, boop. All right. That's my Seattle Supersonic talk. That's all I got. Now, instead of looking back. I was wondering where you were going with that. What's up? I was wondering where you were going with that. And then we let down a Jeff Green hole. (laughs) That sounds like an awful hole. That has to be the most airtime Jeff Green's ever gotten anywhere. And and Nick Collison. Certainly the most combined 
airtime for airtime Green and for those two yeah. guys. An entire segment, just basic. Hey, and I was. I, about I to thought say, Nick. I thought Nick Collison and the Supersonics deserved it. I didn't think you would go so Jeff Green hole heavy with me, but hey, that's where we ended up. I was so. about to say that the segment was de- uh, dedicated, but I also thought it's better. the The segment was donated. <laughs> to Jeff Green and Nick Collison. Here you go. In memory of the Seattle Supersonics, instead of looking past, we will transition to looking to the future. And that is Crystal Balls next on The Center and the Saint, 1080 The Fan. All right, we said that that would probably be the last time we talked about Nick Collison and Jeff Green, but uh, even in the break, we couldn't we couldn't get off the topic. We lied. Yeah, so here's more Jeff Green and uh, <laughs> Nick Collison There's more Green so, Hole. So... The thing is, I was pulling up Nick Collison because I wanted to look at his um, uh, the the stats that we talked about in the last segment, and um, auto fills as it does for most NBA players, where you pull up and it goes uh, auto fill. Guy's name, wife. Take a look at uh, Nick Collison's wife. Hot and hot. Oh, she's black. Hot and black. Yes. Yeah, she's very, very, very pretty, which you expect to be hot. But, yeah, she's a very cute kid. Uh, the guy's living a pretty good life. Great life. Here's here's the question for you. I've got them side by side here. Jeff Green versus Nick Collison, career earnings. Okay, now I'm going to say this right out front. I know what Nick Collison— Because you're, you're already choosing Nick Collison's uh, life. Yes, I'm choosing Nick Collison's life. And what I found out was that over his career, Nick Collison uh, made just about $60 million in career earnings. And what do you put? 15 years, something like that? About 15 years, 60, 60 million. About 60 million. 11 years. So now you're asking me who made more money over there? 11 career. years for Jeff Green. 11 years for Jeff Green. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to guess Collison has made more. Hell. I'm going to guess Collison has made more, but it's not by too much. It's maybe by $5 million. $73 million compared to $59 million. Uh, so Jeff Green makes quite a bit more money. Oh, he's made more, huh? Uh-huh. God, why do people keep paying Jeff Green? <laughs> why? He doesn't do anything. You pay potential. But he doesn't do... I, I mean, people should be paying Jamal Crawford more than that. Fair enough. And I don't think they do. I don't think Jamal Crawford makes that much money. At least compared to Jeff Green, he should make far more. Uh, that's ridiculous. Why do you watch Jeff Green play basketball if you're an NBA executive and go, that's what I want on this team? $13 million, four fewer years. Jeez. You want to be Jeff Green or you want to be Nick Collison? I'm taking Nick Collison still. <laughs> because one, again, I'm still local celebrity in OKC. Yeah. Right. And two, I'm not like the afterthought of every single team. Like everybody's going to forget about Jeff Green, aren't they? Probably. I mean, Jesus, we forgot how many teams he was on. <laughs> yeah. Well, we both thought he was on Toronto and I did it because I can't read. Nick Collison and will be. And you did it just because you thought he was there. Nick Collison will be forever just associated with that team. I'd love that life. That would be awesome. You're living the awesome life in Oklahoma City where probably you can travel now. And then you also said it too. So this guy actually is a Midwest all-star, dude, yeah. because he can then go back to the University of Kansas and get a coaching mm-hmm. job for sure. Yep. God, that would just be like an easy job for him. Sit on the bench, drop some plays, go to practice, have fun. Yeah, I'm taking Nick Collison all the all way. Right. All right, let's do some uh, let's do some crystal balls here real quick. Jeff Green can suck it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, segment and a half for Nick Collison and Jeff Green. Um, let's make some picks here. We're going to do this uh, pretty quickly. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you – there's two games. 
Uh, both being played in Boston. The first one is tomorrow, the Cleveland Cavaliers against the Celtics, of course. Mm. And they play again on Tuesday. Game three will be played next Saturday, so we'll be on the air before that game is played. So I want you to give me the results for game one and game two. Game one and game two, huh? Uh, well, I'm going to say that Boston will most likely win game one. Okay. So they got home court advantage, and I think that they're going to come in with a lot of energy. I know LeBron's coming off of quite a few days of rest, which usually means a good thing, but I think you're also giving Brad Stevens uh, a little bit of time to think about how you want to defend LeBron James. And I just think the amount of energy that's going to come into TD Garden, you'll 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 see Boston come out with game one. Now, game two is going to go to the Cavs, and I think every game after that will go to the Cavs because it'll take LeBron James literally one game to figure out how he's going to beat them. Just one game. I really think so. Interesting. I think after game one, I think the Cavs come out and win game one, and I think they make adjustments. They eke out game two. So I think they split, but I think it goes the other way. I feel like it's going to be a lot like the 2012 NBA Finals where the Heat played the Thunder. And you remember the Thunder won game one, and everybody goes, holy Ooh, crap. Watch out. Oh, this is a series. And then it was just like, oh, yeah, LeBron just kind of figured out what he needed to do and then won every game after that. Yeah, see, I think, I think, but I think the coaching adjustments, I think Brad Stevens is going to make the adjustments because I, to me, it really is. I think it's the way the Cavs come out and what lineup they put out there and, and how much confidence the other guys have. I think it's, I think it's obviously mostly about LeBron, but I think uh, in this series, it's going to be decided by the other players for the Cavaliers. So we'll see what happens there, but uh, we'll go to the other series in the NBA and they're going to play two games. So they play Monday is game one. And remember, this is a Houston Rockets home court advantage in this because they're the best team in basketball this mm. year. So Rockets hosting the Warriors Monday and Wednesday, and then they won't play again until Sunday. So two games to choose. Do the Rockets get one? The Rockets have to win game one. Have to. They, yes, they have to. They really do, man. Because... Can they? <sighs> I, really... Chris Harden and James or Chris Harden, Chris Harden, Chris and Harden, James, and James Paul. Paul. Yeah. James Harden and Chris Paul to me are still head cases and they haven't proven otherwise yet. And I think that if the Warriors can come in and either kick the crap out of Houston or beat them in a really close game in game one, I think you see a demoralized team that goes through the rest of this saying, Oh my God, how do we beat them? Like, you have to steal game one at home. You have to do it. Otherwise, you set this tone for the Warriors that basically says, okay, we know how to beat you. You're not going to play any defense. That's fine. If you want to think you're going to outscore us, go ahead. We have a better offense than you do. We have more shooters. We have more scorers. So, yes, game one is pivotal. Can they do it? I don't know. <laughs> I kind of am going to take... But you're Golden on the spot. I'm going to take Golden State in game one. And game two? And Yeah. Yeah, you, I, are you seeing a sweep in this? I, they're no, really, you said you said you said it'd be a five-game series. Well, if the Warriors take Game One, I think there might be a sweep. I really do because I think that those two dudes are such friggin' head cases. Harden last year, I know they had like the quote-unquote concussion and everything. And Chris Paul is, I, I mean, every single time with that Lakers team, how the hell couldn't you get over the hump? Clippers, Clippers. Sorry, you're all right. you're all right. I see the same thing. Like I. As much as I want the Rockets to go and push this to a six-seven game series, I don't know what it is about them that I just don't trust. But the way the Warriors can play with depth, and they can go and change around their lineups, and I know it's listen, they're not going to play twelve guys, and that's not what I mean. I guess it's just the the different ways they can attack you. When one guy's when one superstar MVP caliber players off the court, you have 
another one right there. Clay Thompson's one of the unsung heroes of you know the entire NBA. I mean, the guy can score sixty points without even thinking about it. I mean, he had that game. He's, I think he dribbled the ball eleven times and scored sixty points or whatever it was. He's Doctor I mean, Jekyll, Mister Hyde, though. But I don't I think he is. But here, here's the thing about Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. I think that's a guy where if he doesn't have a, a positive impact, he has a negative impact. Clay Thompson, if he doesn't have a po- positive impact, I don't think he has a negative impact on them nearly as much. It's not where they rely on him. He's their third scoring option. So if he doesn't go and just light it up. Who cares? And he still plays great defense, and he can still facilitate. I mean, they passed the ball so well. They led the regular season in scoring average uh, just ahead of the Rockets. And like you said, if the Rockets have to outscore them, I don't know how they do that. Plus, if they ratchet up the defense, watch out for the Warriors. Note from Sam the Mailman about a really good cause this weekend. Please, just very quickly. Uh, USPS, which he is an incredible employee, is doing a uh, hunger drive called Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive. You can donate just place a box or can of non-perishable food next to your mailbox before your letter carrier delivers mail on the second Saturday in May. The carrier will do their best. The food is sorted and delivered to an area food bank or pantry where it's available for needy families in the Portland area. Perfect. Thank you for that, Sam. Thanks, Will. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. For the Center and the Saints, I say bye-bye. Keep them laughing as you go. Just remember that the last laugh is on you. And always look up. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 